they have. I want a person to kiss hello. I squint past them to the track surrounding the football field. What are all those girls doing out there? Trotting around the track are a handful of girls in pink shorts and matching tank tops. Pageant boot camp, says Ellen. It lasts all summer. One of the girls from work is doing it. I don't even try not to roll my eyes. Clover City isn't known for much. Every few years, our football team is decent enough for playoffs. And every once in a while, someone even makes it out of here and does the kind of thing worth recognizing. But the one thing that puts our little town on the map is that we're home of the oldest beauty pageant in Texas. The Miss Teen Blue Bonnet pageant started back in the 1930s and has only gotten bigger and more ridiculous with every passing year. I should know since my mom has led the planning committee for the last 15 years. Ellen slides Tim's keys from the front pocket of his shorts before pulling me in for a side hug. Have a good day at work. Don't let the grease splash you or whatever. She goes to unlock the driver's side door and calls over to Tim on the other side. Tim, tell Will to have a good day. He pops his head up for a brief moment, and I see that smile Ellen loves so much. Will. Tim may have his face in his phone most of the time, but when he does actually talk, well, it's the kind of thing that makes a girl like Elle stick around. I hope you have a good day. He bows at the waist. Elle rolls her eyes, settles in behind the wheel, and pops a fresh piece of gum in her mouth. I wave goodbye, and I'm almost halfway to my car when the two speed past me as Ellen yells goodbye once more over Dolly Parton's, why'd you come in here looking like that, blasting through the speakers. As I'm digging through my bag, looking for my keys, I notice Millie Michaelchuk waddling down the sidewalk and through the parking lot. I see it before it even happens. Leaning against her parents' minivan is Patrick Thomas, who is maybe the biggest douche of all time. He has this super ability to give someone a nickname and make it stick. Sometimes they're cool nicknames, but more often they're things like, Hannah, pronounced like a neighing horse because the girl's mouth looks like it's full of, well, horse teeth. Clever, I know. Millie is that girl, the one I'm ashamed to admit that I've spent my whole life looking at and thinking, things could be worse. I'm fat, but Millie's the type of fat that requires elastic waist pants because they don't make pants with buttons and zippers in her size. Her eyes are too close together, and her nose pinches up at the end. She wears shirts with puppies and kittens, and not in an ironic way. Patrick blocks the driver's side door him and his rowdy group of friends already oinking like pigs. Millie started driving a few weeks ago, and the way she zips around in that minivan, you'd think it was a Camaro. She's about to turn the corner and find all these jerks piled up around her van when I yell, Millie, over here! Pulling down the straps of her backpack, she changes her course of direction and heads straight for me with her smile pushing her rosy cheeks so high they almost touch the tops of her eyelids. Hi, you will, I smile. Hey, I hadn't actually thought about what I might say to her once she was here, standing in front of me. Congratulations on getting your license, I say. Oh, thanks, she smiles again. That's really sweet of you. I watch Patrick Thomas from over her shoulder as he pushes his finger to his nose to make it look like a pig snout.
I listen as Millie tells me all about changing her mom's radio presets and pumping gas for the first time. Patrick zeroes in on me. He's the kind of guy you hope never notices you. But there's really no use in me trying to be invisible to him. There's no hiding an elephant. Millie talks for a few minutes before Patrick and his friends give up and walk off. She waves her hands around, motioning at the van behind her. I mean, they don't teach you how to pump gas in driver's ed, and they really- Hey, I tell her. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to be late for work. She nods. But congratulations again. I watch as she walks to her car. She adjusts all of her mirrors before reversing out of her parking space in the middle of the near-empty lot. I park behind Harpy's Burgers and Dogs, cut across the drive-thru, and ring the freight doorbell. When no one answers, I ring again.